2: Welcome to the Girl Co Podcast, the playground for female entrepreneurs. My name is Ronnie Brown, and I'm the author of Amazon's best-selling book, From Mopping Floors to Making Millions, and was once a team mom turned millionaire business mentor. I created my Girl Co community for women like you. Girl Co, you are a trailblazer, a creative, an innovator, a boss, and a woman who knows that she deserves more. Join me each week while we uncover what it truly takes to be your own boss and become a successful girl CEO. And don't worry, sis, I got you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Girl CEO Radio, the playground for female entrepreneurs. And I'm really excited today because I'm finally having an opportunity to sit down with one of my favorite girl CEOs, (laughs) Mia Ray. Founder and CEO of Glamaholic Lifestyle. Hey, Mia. Hey, Ronnie. (laughs) All right, well, I am pumped to have you here today. Uh, You have just been working really hard lately, and I know a lot of my listeners may not know a lot about you so I want to give them an opportunity to kind of find out your backstory and Mm -hmm. you know how'd you birth your brand I have been able to just be a part of your world and have you as a friend and you know guys don't be jealous but um, I get to have a little more behind the scenes with Mia and I am blown away about the way she just continues to work hard and just all the amazing things that she has going on. But what just really blows me away is how does a mom of two who doesn't go to college just (laughs) take social media by storm and just create this amazing brand?
3: Well, first, thank you for having me, Ronnie. (laughs) (laughs) This is very comfortable because it's like I'm talking to my friend. So, um... I would first like to say this is year number 10 for me as an entrepreneur. I started my blog 10 years ago, and I had no idea what I was doing. If someone would have told me that I would be here 10 years ago, I would be like, girl, stop mine. (laughs) So it definitely started from a passion for fashion Mm -hmm. and hair and beauty. And it's just it's transformed into a complete lifestyle brand. And I couldn't be more proud of it and proud of myself because I worked really, really hard. To get here,
2: so let's talk about that a little bit. When did you know that you loved fashion?
3: I was always the go-to girl. Ever since I would say middle school, I was like Punky Brewster. So when everyone else was going left, I was going right and wearing mismatched shoes and colorful hair. So that's that's always been my vibe. And going into high school, it continued. And as an adult, you know, people will always call on me and say, well, me, what should I wear to this re- wedding? What should I wear on my birthday? I have no idea how to wear my hair. And I was just that girl that everybody came to. And I will always share tips on Facebook. So okay. I'm like a dinosaur. So before I even knew what a blog was, I was on Facebook sharing ideas and tips and everything. And one day, a good friend of mine, he came to me and he sat me down. He asked me to go on a Starbucks. You know, date with him and he sat me down and he said you need to start a blog and I'm like well what in the world is a blog I had no idea and this is about being proactive I went home and I googled what a blog was and I started it that night
2: so what did you start your blog on
3: back then oh my god was
2: it wordpress Was was wordpress around what were you using
3: it was blogspot do you okay. remember that? I it was through yeah, it was through Google. And if you had a Gmail, you could create a blog through Blogspot. So it was like, well, what I did was I had already had a notebook full of names because I just knew I was going to own a boutique, and I had already like brainstormed what the name of my boutique would be, and Glamaholic was one of them. And I was like, well, since I'm going to be sharing tips and ideas, these are the confessions of a Glamaholic. So that's where the name of the blog came from. So it was confessions of a dot <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. And then I went on to wordpress.com and then I went on to (laughs) wordpress.org
2: Wow, so was writing something you were always just good at or you were just kind of winging it or, you know, for me, I'm just not like the writer, Mm -hmm. you know, so did you struggle with like typos and grammar, (laughs) like how is that when you just jump out there and start blogging?
3: Well, I was always a nerd and English was my favorite subject, so when it came to writing, I wouldn't consider myself a writer, Okay, but when it came to like language and spelling I feel like I was always good at that so one thing about my blog is that I wrote exactly how I talk okay if that makes sense. So I wasn't trying to like talk like, hey, everyone, you know, this is how you style your... I was like, hey, girl. So I was in February 21 last week and, you know, that's how I typed.
2: So is it like how your kids text and they be like, WTF? Or? Okay, I didn't
3: go that far. Okay. <laughs> I still made it professional, but it was it was always it was me. It was always me.
2: Yeah. All right. So let let's kind of talk about being a blogger because I think right now you've been a blogger for over
3: this is year number 10
2: 10 years what would you say to people who are looking into getting into blogging right now do you feel like the wave is a little like <laughs> uh, is it kind of one of those things like too late
3: yeah. you know what do you think the wave is slightly over I don't want to crush any I'm not a dream crusher you know and so many people walk up to me and they're like you know I want to start a blog and And I'm like, you should. If that's what you genuinely want to do, you should start it. But blogging, A, is not easy. Mm -hmm. Blogging is not easy. And people think that you sit down at your computer and you type. You have to be consistent. If you want an audience, you have to be consistent. So you can't blog in January and then not blog again until May.
2: Ding! (laughs) Write that down, guys. That was Ronnie's (laughs) little imaginary bell. So,
3: (laughs) ding! Consistency.
2: Consistency. consistency. It's it's, it's key
3: because one thing that I learned, you know, when I started to recognize that people were stopping me in the mall and saying, oh my God, I read your blog. And I'm like, girl, what? So when I started to realize that I had an audience and people were paying attention, that meant that I always had to have something for them to come back and see. Something new. Something new. Yeah. So consistency is... It's very important, but here we are in 2019 where I've kind of transitioned out of blogging and more into, we're in the world of visuals. So let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. So would you
2: say that right now, mm-hmm. if someone is looking to start a blog, you're saying go blog with a V, yes. video. Yes. Because that's the direction that they should be going in. Now, if they aren't, Video people, because some people are not camera people. Yeah. Maybe podcasting.
3: Yes, very much so. So that's my advice I give to people is vlogging. So, blogging changed for me when Instagram was birthed and -hmm. people started to migrate towards visually seeing what you, how to style a shirt five different ways. Visually seeing how you flat iron your hair in five minutes versus you taking pictures and here's step one, here's step two people were more interested in seeing it so that's when blogging changed for me and i i transitioned more into being vocal and visual with my brand more so i always give this example when you're scrolling on the shade room and they write the caption and they say click the link in the bio to read the rest of the story how many of us click the link in the bio We don't. We, yeah. s- we scroll through the comments and see if we can try to figure out what the story is about because we don't even want to go to the website. We anymore. don't even want to read it. We just want that Instagram made it like uh, we wanted that instant microwave. Gratific- microwave. We, we wanted, wanted it quit. right then and there, or we want it in a video where we can just fast forward through it. And reading is just something that people don't want to take the time to do yeah. It anymore. Yeah, that that changed the game for me with blog. You want it right now.
2: Yeah. So, you have mastered the video. You are not a I'm afraid to get the camera out and show you my day i feel like Mm -hmm. people are watching the mia and tana soap (laughs) opera you know every day Mm -hmm. how did you get to that point where you felt comfortable Mm -hmm. showing people your family your Mm -hmm. son you know your mom Mm -hmm. i feel like your audience they feel like they're part of your world
3: they do and how
2: did you Mm -hmm. get to that level of comfort and let me Let's touch on that one first, because I have I want to I'm going to ask you something after that as well. Okay.
3: Okay. so really it stemmed from my blog. You know, I sat and I would talk to them as if I was talking to my very best friends. Right. So I built that connection 10 years ago. I know some people are new, but the initial connection with my audience was made through my blog. So this happened pre Instagram. You know, I always let people know, like, I'm a dinosaur. I didn't become a businesswoman when Instagram was created. Yeah. I was that before Instagram got I was who I was before Instagram got here. Period. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, that connection started then. So when they started to feel like they were my friends, everybody says I'm their best friend in their head. One thing, and I'm an introvert. So, what made me feel comfortable was being able to talk to my phone screen. And a
2: lot of people would not think no. that you're an introvert. Let me just tell you guys, <laughs> me is a freaking... <laughs> Introvert, it will shock the crap out of you because on social media you would think that because she always has her phone out, she's recording every moment. I think that that phone gives you like something to hide behind, <laughs> yes. and you don't have to say much mm-hmm. because you can be behind that phone. But me, me has come to my house and stayed weekend, weekend, and weekend mm-hmm. at my house, and. I was like, "Whoa!" Like she really doesn't talk a whole lot, and she's really easygoing, go with the flow mm-hmm. type of person. So, do you feel like the video, the behind the scenes, the, the Insta stories is giving you an opportunity to to kind of like still be the inf- the introvert,
3: yeah? The show behind the scenes, yeah, because it's still me. Like I'm an intro- introvert introvert outside my my inner circle in my home. You know, when I'm at home, I'm me. I'm loud, you know, I'm cussing, I'm fussing, and we cracking jokes, you know, with me and my best friends and my family. But when I get out into the world, I'm sitting in the corner, you know, on yeah. my phone, reading We gone to parties and you're in the corner. I'm yeah. like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so when it comes to, I found my level of comfort through my phone. So do
2: you feel like because you show people Mm -hmm. to the to the girl CEOs that are listening to this and and girl CEOs are, you know, women that are building brands, building businesses, working in corporate America. They're the CEOs of of their homes, their mothers, Mm -hmm. whoever is listening to this. Would you say that showing more intimate moments of your life, it gives your audience a better connection
3: with you? I often, I say this so much. Ronnie and I have had this conversation. You know, people feel like I show my private life and you have no idea what's really going on in my personal life. You know, okay. I show my lifestyle. Okay. So if I go to Target and I show what groceries I bought or if I go to Home Goods and I show what teacups I bought or if I show the jokes or the craziness that my son is running me up a wall that evening you know that's lifestyle to me okay so i feel that there's a huge difference be- between showing your lifestyle and showing your personal life got it you know so i'll show so, you how so I so
2: what is the personal life like <laughs>
3: what do you deem personal let's kind of go there mm-hmm. so i don't show any aspects of my relationship okay no. So are you
2: dating or <laughs> single or in love? Or look. <laughs> no comment. Okay. You you look like you have like a glow to you Girl, lately. <laughs> so I'm I'm just curious, is that like someone special? <laughs> There's a different type of glow. Okay. So you, you want to just nod head up and down,
3: side to side. Okay. <laughs> So, they don't get any of that. No. It's a difference. Lifestyle is how I clean my home, what I cook for dinner, you know. Um, did you ever show that stuff? My personal life? Your relationship? I did show my previous relationship, and I learned a lesson. But, to be honest, I never showed that relationship until after our son Okay. got there. You know, so I would... People knew that I was in a relationship, but I wasn't sharing anything. So do you feel like you learned a big lesson from that? Yeah, even to show that little snippet once our son was born and, you know, us interacting as a family, I did learn from that. But um, I don't ever feel there's anything wrong with letting people know that... You're normal. A man does exist. Okay. But you don't have to, like... (laughs) You don't want to build a brand around it. Right. You don't have to see him. I don't have to tag him. You don't even have to know what he looks like. Okay. You just know that he's there. So, what do you feel like you learned from that? Anything that you would say to
2: women listeners that are listening to this today?
3: Everyone doesn't have to keep their relationship private, but I'm just naturally, as much of an open book as I am, I'm also a very, like, private person, Mm -hmm. you know? So, a lot of times, people are like, you share so much. Normally, when I share, I'm sharing a testimony. So, I don't really show before or during. I share after when I've learned what I've learned, when I've experienced whatever whatever I've experienced. But I'm not sharing it right then and there because I don't even know that I'm going through something a lot of times, you know. So, when I'm sharing, it's because I've learned. Yeah. And that could potentially help someone. But I'm not just waking up like y'all guess what he did today he didn't on my nerves you know <laughs> like that kind of thing. you know i'm not doing that when there's an argument i'm not running to instagram and saying oh i can't stand men and you know yeah there's a way to help other women without telling your business your business so you know? do you
2: feel like transparency Is needed or do you think that you just have to maintain boundaries a little bit online just to protect your personal space?
3: Oh, I'm the queen of boundaries. And people always feel like you're being mean or how dare you not tell me something when you've told us this. Like, I don't have to. So they feel entitled. Yeah, you're not entitled to my life because you follow me or because you purchased something from me. You know, I, I we didn't exchange like <laughs> we're not blood sisters, you know. Yeah. So it's just a simple fact of no matter what, at the end of the day, this is my life.
2: So do you feel like you can give them what you want to give them and then you can say, OK, moving forward, I'm never sharing my relationship again.
3: Like, do you just snatch it back or and even now I've never said I'm never sharing my relationship you know I've never you just don't I just don't you know and I make I don't even make a conscious effort of not showing certain things it's just I don't like I'm not even interested in posting it like you know a lot of times I feel like I'm very transparent you know, I'm 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 who I am. We talk about this all the time. You're like, girl, I never get on social media with my bonnet on and, yeah. and my pajamas. You you know? Know. She's
2: like building a whole business with a bonnet, a baby, a dog, <laughs> teenager. I mean, everything It's just there. The cousin. <laughs> the, everything. The grandma. Yes,
3: it's like a know? little reality show. But you only see a snippet. You know, people feel like I have my phone in my hand all day long when you just saw maybe 10 minutes of my day. I, I wake up at 6.45. I'm not going to bed till about 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I take a nap at 2.30. So you have to keep in mind that you only saw 10 minutes of that. You know? So I'm very transparent. But the fact that I really like to live life without my phone in my hand a lot of times. You know? I'm not the person that every time I'm in D.C. or I'm in a car with you, I'm like, yeah, I'm a Ronnie. Like, yeah, look at us. I'm enjoying my friend because
2: me is with me a lot. Yeah, you know, a lot of times people I know we hang out a lot. We're actually out of town together right, right now. now for a whole week. <laughs> Doing this, and we head. took one picture together. And we haven't taken one picture together, but yeah. our relationship is our relationship, yes. and, and that's just what it is. So let's just talk about your brain. there are a lot of women out here that are looking to grow brands and they want to be successful and I feel like right now social media has pushed a lot of women to a place where they almost feel guilty or they feel like they have to do something they have to be an entrepreneur and what do you say to these women who are feeling inadequate because they may not have a business or they may not have this big following What Birth
3: that brand well what birthed my brand was really something natural and genuine that I wanted to do you know I remember when I had a nine-to-five and I was sitting at my desk and every day I would read um Camorley Simmons Fabulosity book and I'm like I'm gonna be just like Lee Simmons like I'm gonna build a brand I'm gonna sell bags I'm gonna have this and that and I had no clue how I was going to do any of this but I had my highlighter and I just knew I was going to build an empire like Kimora Lee Simmons so that it was birthed from something that I naturally felt you know and not anything that I saw someone else doing on Instagram you know I saw Kamora doing it but that was like a role model or or like how Oprah you know you look up to someone and you're like I would love to be like that one day and have that of my own you know so it was birthed naturally um in this day and age with Instagram I feel like comparison like people compare their lives so much and another reason why I show myself in my natural state is because I hate to see women feel uncomfortable I hate to see women feel uh, or have low self-esteem because they don't have what someone else has you or know feel
2: like they have to be dressed up with a face full of makeup, makeup. all the time yeah so that's because i, I see you i'm like damn me just a thug like she's just on here <laughs> hair sitting on top of her head she doesn't even like she's just that confident but that's a that yeah. is not just a thug that is a certain level of confidence, confidence. Yeah. That you have to have mm-hmm. to be able to just get on there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have makeup on. Your hair can be nappy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen you take your weave out on Instagram, <laughs> your <laughs> braids out. Like that's a different level of confidence. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what are you what do you say to these women that are looking and they
3: and they're just feeling like mm-hmm. what should I be doing right now? And that's my message. You should be doing you. I get up. Every day, and I show these 54,000 women who follow me that I just do me every day, and I am perfectly imperfect. Yeah, you know, so my imperfections is what I really love the most. So it's always like, girl, oh, my God, Mia, I didn't know you was knock me. I'm knock me, too. I'm like, yeah, girl, I'm knock me. Oh, my God, Mia, you got stretch marks? I got stretch marks, too. Hell, yeah, I done birthed two boys. I got stretch marks. You know, things that make, when you look at these beautifully beat women and these perfect bodies that they pay for and all these different things, these women start to feel like, is there anyone out there that looks like me? Wow. You know, and... I'm not going to say that I'm the poster child of that, but I'm like, hey, I'm over here looking like me with my stretch marks and my nappy edges and my knock knees. Do you get what I'm saying? (laughs) So I'm definitely not perfect. I have no desire to be perfect. And I feel like my purpose in life is to make people, to make women feel comfortable with just being themselves.
2: Right. So you're just like, don't go trying to find something to do. If God Mm -hmm. gives it to you, it'll happen naturally. Yeah. Because I feel like everybody is not an entrepreneur. No. And I feel like you are not any less worthy if you work at nine to five yeah like i worked at nine to five but yes. i knew that that wasn't my calling i knew that that mm-hmm. wasn't my purpose because god revealed that to me over time yes. but i just feel like you can win and be fulfilled in corporate america if you are doing what you
3: love most definitely. because i
2: am so for entrepreneurship a hundred percent but i'm also 150 percent for happiness
3: yes Yes. You could be fulfilled in corporate America doing what you love. Most definitely. I, I always tell people, my very best friend since middle school, since we were 10, she loves human resources. She has a master's in human resources. She, her work clothes are the. Like, she gets dressed up every day. She loves her career. Yeah. You cannot. She's reading books on human resources. Like, she's researching different laws like she loves human Human resources resources. and that's her thing she would never desire to be an entrepreneur my cousin she loves being a banker she loves it masters she no desire to ever be an entrepreneur there are people who are winning (laughs) in corporate america and are very happy everyone does not hate their jobs and their careers
2: and mm-hmm. I'm feeling like people are not entrepreneurs I feel like we're going through a phase where people just don't like mm-hmm. leadership they don't mm-hmm. like direction they don't mm-hmm. like redirection they don't mm-hmm. want to be told what to do what To do. so it's mm-hmm. like don't think because you don't want anyone telling you what, what to do, do
3: that you should be an entrepreneur because that's not the case <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the case not at all if you can't go through cause one thing about 9 to 5 you got for show money yeah. Entrepreneurs, we got... Uh, Who's running the car today? <laughs> like, you have to get a sale every day. Every That's day. The every day, we have to get up and go get it every single day. You know, so when it comes to being an entrepreneur, it's that you have to be built for it.
2: And you work... I feel like you work five times harder for yourself... Oh, yeah. ...than you would if you were oh, yeah. working, you know...
3: And I've had every job under the sun ronnie and i i've been a janitor just like ronnie i've worked in a grocery store i've worked for i was a customer service rep for years you know i've done i worked at target i've done everything
2: so how long have you been a full-time entrepreneur right now
3: uh the last time that how many years has it been full-time entrepreneur i would say 10 years but For three years, I was just trying to figure it out. So, 13 years. I have not had a job since my son was in the third grade. And he's 17.
2: So, let's talk about your brand. What does Mm -hmm.
3: glamaholic lifestyle mean to you? So, one thing, just like I was saying about, I just wanted women to feel really good about themselves. Is that I really wanted to put something out there that I didn't see. You know, I wanted to be the brand of the person, the woman that I really didn't see you know, just a ghetto girl who liked to look good, who really didn't have a lot of money, but made it work. You know, (laughs) a girl who could take a $10 dress from Forever 21 and make it look like I just bought it from Nordstrom, you know, something like that. So it really was birthed from me just wanting other girls like me to find a place of comfort and a place to come and chat and check things out and get good advice. So from there... um, Glamaholic lifestyle was birthed from my blog. And Glamaholic lifestyle is um I have tote bags, luggage. I mean, this is year number 9. So, a year after I started my blog, I started my product line. How was like, that? Um it really I always say God sent me different angels. You know, you being one of them and introducing me to, you know...
2: The direct sales right, industry. Right,
3: exactly. You know, but God sent me an angel um, that year who had a connect in China. And... What him and I would do every day is we would go and just brainstorm at Starbucks every day. And I would have like a bunch of things. And I'm like, oh, my God, can you uh, get one of your manufacturers in China to make me a bag so I can have a bag to throw all my stuff in? And he was just just as simple as this. He was like, why don't you make it yourself? And I was like, what? Like, I'm not a handbag designer. Like how am I going to make a bag. He was like, you know, mock up a picture of how you want the bag to look and I'll send it over there. He sent it to his manufacturer. They made a sample. I loved it. And he was like, okay, now go sell it. Wow. And I'm like, go sell it.
2: And can we just say he, you know, why can't we do this as women? As women. Because I feel like it's so hard to Mm -hmm. find women that
3: are willing to do that for you. Mm -hmm. Because... Well, now I've become that woman. You know, exactly. when I know women who really want it, not any and everybody, but women who just like he saw the passion that I had behind what I was doing. You know, when I see that now and the women that I know and the women that I can help, I do. You know, so just from there, I shared that bag and I had not a dollar to my name. I'm talking about piss poor. <laughs> and I put the, the bag on my blog and I had them pre order it. Wow. And the pre-orders were sold out within, like, two weeks. These women had...
2: Just patronizing
3: the business and the brand and supporting you. Just supporting me. Like, come get my $50. I was pulling up at nail shops getting $50. I was handwriting the receipts. Wow. I was driving from the east side to the west side. Because
2: you're from Detroit. I'm from Detroit. You you live
3: in Detroit. Born and raised. Some
2: amazing women coming up out of Detroit (laughs) just rising up right now. Yes
3: born and raised and I was just hustling to get those $50 to get to pay for my entire shipment and it happened and these women they knew hey um, I know you don't have the bag right now you say give you a month I was like I will give you the bag you give me the $50 you get your bag in a month we had a shipping delay nobody had an issue nobody had a problem got the bags and I drove around the city selling the remaining uh, amount Out of my trunk. I met people in Walmart parking lots. Hair shops. I'm talking about, hey, get this bag from this girl. Get her $50. Like, it was literally, I'm just like, what is going on? So, let's just
2: talk about that. Yeah. Because I remember you saying, I'm not a bag designer. Yeah. You know, who's going to take me seriously? Yeah. What changed in that moment Mm -hmm. for you to go from... I'm not a bag designer mm. to, hey, get that $50. Mm-hmm. Let me take these pre-orders. Mm-hmm. What happened emotionally for that
3: confidence to shift for you to believe in yourself? It's kind of like when you've never done something before, you think that you can't do it. You know, and if you think back to me sitting at my desk in my nine to five and saying, I'm going to be just like Kamora and I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. I've never done it before, so I thought I couldn't do it. Then when the seed was planted, it's kind of like, I can do whatever I want to do. Now here I am 10 years later, it's nothing that you can tell me that I can't do, you know? Okay. So it's kind of like just the fear of thinking that you can't do something just because you've never done it before. You have to go and try and do it. Like, go try it. And here I am nine years later tote bag cosmetic pouch duffel bags fanny packs everything everything you get what I'm saying I've made more this year than I've made in my past nine years yeah you know
2: and that's a big thing because
3: this is your 13th year year number nine of products yes. 10th year of blogging. Yeah. 10th
2: year bro- yeah. blogging. Yeah. Year number nine of products. Yes. Nine years later. It's so crazy because I'm in my 10th year too. Yeah. It's just so crazy. I feel like 10 is that year. It's that year. It's that year. I feel like when you put 10 years in, that's when you start to see that Your harvest. Boss. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's when the seeds, yeah, like you start to reap yeah. all that stuff that was sown 10 years later, like it just starts coming at you back yeah. to back. I feel like the 10th year for me, this is my 10th year and it's just been one of those years I've been blown away. Oh, yeah. So to hear you say 10 years and you've made more this year year. than you've ever made. Yeah. And you believe in yourself now.
3: Yeah. Oh, big time.
2: You're confident. And and women see you making these bags and these Mm -hmm. these duffel bags and, you know, your fanny packs and all Mm -hmm. the stuff that you have going on. What do you want to say? Because social media can kind of make it look real easy.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Were there ever hiccups in this process? Oh my god, yes. Um, and just to touch on the the tenth year, I've asked you know my following a lot of people who I just talked to is would you sacrifice or go through what mm-hmm. I went through? 10 years to get to that 10th year that'll make your life change you what know were some of the things that you dealt with in the process oh my god just when you make money when you don't have money then you make money you have to reinvest it you kind of feel like you're on this like hamster wheel of like oh my
2: god i think some women they sell a product uh-huh. they make some profit uh-huh. and they think that this profit is there to keep is now i can go pay my rent no no you gotta put that profit right back back into the company you can't touch that money Mm -mm. it's gonna be a
3: while before Before you're supposed to touch that money yeah yeah and sometimes that while is 10 years you know so what is some of the things that you've experienced with manufacturing
2: your own product Mm -hmm. i know you went over to china yourself and you went over there by yourself
3: well, it was a group of you. A group of yeah, you. But, yeah. So, were you afraid to go over there? I mean, one thing about entrepreneurship is it kind of made me fearless because it's kind of like if I don't work, we don't eat. So, if a problem happens, it's my job to figure it out. You know, it's, no, you can't turn to your boss and say, well, what you want us to do? You yeah. know, <laughs> you got to figure it out yourself. So it kind of made me fearless. I was definitely not afraid to go over to China. I was actually intrigued and very um, excited to see what I could get from over there to grow even more. Yeah. You know, and I've been with the same manufacturer Factor. since I started. Yeah. And a lot of people don't do that. They have bad experiences and which I've had hiccups you know um any
2: moments where you were like man this is it like I'm done you know oh my goodness how all the time happen? what was your just a quick story um, on like one of the worst experiences
3: oh my god <laughs> my manufacturer was doing business with someone else that I knew and that's someone else that I knew, had burnt the manufacturer, had did something, you know, ran off with some product or something, and the manufacturer and I were in the midst of the production of my duffel bag, so this was maybe about five years ago, and because the manufacturer knew that that was a mutual friend, like I knew that person, he tried to take it out on me and my production, Wow. You get so he's like, I'm holding on to your money and to your products until this person this person does what he's <laughs> supposed to do. And you know it's a language barrier, but I'm basically saying like what he got going on ain't got nothing to do with me. You yeah. know? So not having money and that money being the only thing that I have and being in the midst of somebody else's drama, like I was crushed.
2: Yeah. And, and how do you defend yourself as an entrepreneur? And this is the stuff that people don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no one to help you. Mm-mm. And I think this is really why people are very careful when it comes to and giving out vendors. Yes. Because they, they're in a whole other country. If someone mm-hmm. takes your money. I don't want to say that I gave you that contact. Right. I don't want to be liable because
3: it happens. It happens. It happens. And he and I had to really... We had to have a come to Jesus conversation. You know, we had never really even had to have a talk like this. And, you know, years later now, we're like brother and sister, you know, sharing pictures of our babies and stuff like that. But at that time, he was in a predicament. You get what I'm saying? So he's looking out for himself. He's like, I don't know y'all over there. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? But that was like one of the scariest Moments. moments in business where it was like that product is all I have. You put your last into I put my last into my business so many times where it was just like, what am I going to do? You know, I've had, when I first started the business, I shared a story a lot that for Christmas, I told my son, at the time he may have been about 10 or so. I told him, I can only buy you five things for Christmas. Wow. I can only afford five things, please Just, you know, let me know your top five things. And I bought those five things. And he said, this was the best Christmas I ever had, you know, just from he didn't know at that time. But looking back now, you know, and he's in a situation where he can go wherever he wants, buy whatever he wants. But he had to simply just sacrifice along with me. He had to take that ride with me. And years later, it paid off. So it's been some real bad times. And, you know some very like jo- joyful times as well you know because looking back i'm from Dexter and collinwood you know in detroit so it's kind of like where i'm from people like me don't exist i never saw somebody like me so i'm very proud of myself yeah to have done what i've done so looking back those 10 years went by really really fast i was stressed out most of them <laughs> Um, But I'm definitely, you know, proud of where I am now.
2: Yeah. And guys, for you all who may not have had an opportunity to go to Mia's website, Mia, where can they go to check out your products and your fanny packs and your tote bags (laughs) and your makeup bags and all of the great stuff that you have going on?
3: Um, My website is glamaholiclifestyle.com. And um, I also have same girl, different hair. And that's year number six for me. You know, people always say, you know, everybody sells hair. Everybody's doing that. You know, when you pick your lane and you stick to it, you know, six years later, it's it's still a lucrative business. Business, you know, stream for me. You know, last month I did more last month than I've ever done. It. You
2: know, I was watching you last <laughs> month and I was just going to say. I was going to call you up and say, I know you told me that one day you were going to buy me, like, I think, was it a car you told me? I was going to
3: buy your a car. She's
2: going to buy me a car. Mia's going to buy me a car, guys. I'm still going to buy it. She's going to <laughs> buy me a car. Remember this. Um, but I was watching you, mm-hmm. and I think I watched one day you did, like, 30 grand in sales. That's
3: right. How did that day feel? That day was crazy. You know, what happened was, and that's why I always say, like, God can really literally change your situation like this, you know, by a snap of a finger. Um, Started my year off in January, or it may have been February, the first time I did this really big sale, I made um, $13,000 in one hour. I had never done that before. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Like... (laughs) Y'all, the inventory that I thought would last me months, y'all purchased in one hour, and then it went on to the hair sale, and I did the thirty-two thousand in one day, and then you know, because I have such a strong connection with my followers, and we, you know, we interact so much, they're like, "No, keep the sale going," you know, make it last until next Friday. So I'm like, "Okay, cool, girl, I got you, I got you," because some people don't get paid on this Friday. I do it next Friday. And I had just naturally been doing it and just interacting and enjoying the sale with everyone and reposting pictures and, you know, talking. And I looked back when the month was over and I had did one hundred and five thousand that month. And I was like, what I did this month, I hadn't done in a whole year in that business because same girl, different hair was just a stream for me. Wow, It was just something that I, you know, because I love hair. And because, you know, that's just something that was also an extension of my blog. Yeah. I did not notice, you know, the money wasn't my motivation.
2: It was genuinely you yeah. just sharing what you love. And I think that this yeah. is a really good point for the listeners that mm-hmm. are tuning in right now to Girl CEO Radio. Mm-hmm. Guys, pay attention to this because mm-hmm. not once did you say, oh, I went out here and I sold electricity. Hmm. You know, not Mm -hmm. once did you say, hey, I went out here and I was selling dirt in a cup. I stuck (laughs) to just sharing what interests me. Mm -hmm. And I think that if people just stick to that, Mm -hmm. then a hundred thousand in a day Mm -hmm. will be something that you can look back on and say, wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, you. I look at women like Super Saiyan, and I, I remember mm-hmm. her story came out. She did like a million dollars in an hour. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa! Women are really mm-hmm. leveraging what they love. What right. They now. Love. What they love. There, there are no limits. What do you see for glamaholic lifestyle in five years?
3: Oh my god. Um, I genuinely, I am so in love with creating everyday products. And not even having... I think I found the flow for me. You know? So, what I mean by that is... I have a product line, but I don't have like... Always have like five products out at one time. So, I like to have a product each or every other month. Yeah. But like a big bang product that I know that they would like Like, or that they would enjoy. And not just like a throw around. Like, "Eh, maybe I'll buy it. Maybe I won't. I put out products where they like the day she drops it. I got to get it. I'm going to get it. (laughs) You know, Um, I've created my own home shopping network. You know, that was another goal of mine for me to be on QVC or the home shopping network. And now I've created my own way of doing it.
2: Yeah. Online, through through social media. Through social
3: media, through IG, you know. And that's something that I thought that I couldn't do. And it just naturally happened. So when people, when you tap into... Things that come to you naturally and things that you genuinely love and care about. You get to wake up and do that every day and it doesn't feel like work. Get it. You know, so in five years, if I could wake up and do what I genuinely have been doing for the past 10 years, that's a level of success to me. So just going back to the success I had with Same Girl, Different Hair last month. I was not tracking my my sales every day on mm-hmm. Shopify. I hadn't even noticed that I had did that. Yeah. I was just genuinely and naturally doing it. You know, so I know money is something that, you know, we all work towards, but it was really just a success of me having a successful sale every time I, I dropped it that I didn't even really notice what it had accumulated to. So... In five years, if I can still just naturally just get up and live for... I remember one. I was watching an interview with Kim Kardashian and she was like, you know, I get to live for a living. I get to wake up and live my life every day for a living. And I'm like, me too, Kim. (laughs) Like, that is such a blessing because, you know... And although people may not have the same interests as me, like I said, my best friend loves human resources. She loves to get up and go to her job every day. Some people just love what they do. And if you get to experience that. That's I mean, the biggest blessing. That's I'm, that's success to me. I don't have a million dollars in the bank. And I, I feel like I'm successful. So what advice would you give
2: the women that are listening today? Anything if you could do it over.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: what is there anything that you would have done differently or any advice that you would give to a woman that is just starting her business maybe she's in her first year maybe she feels like she's not seeing that success what is a valuable tool that you can give these
3: listeners today who are just starting out consistency when I had zero dollars in the bank and when I had you know thousands and thousands of dollars in the bank you were just as i was consistent. just as consistent you know so money how bad do you want it so every day you know no matter what i was going through no matter what i was feeling no matter how much money was in my bank how bad did i want to live the life that i had always dreamt of you get what i'm saying so it's kind of like that camorley simmons um, goal that I had, that Oprah goal that I had. How bad that I wanted, and the things that some. You have to watch what you say. Like I manifested mm-hmm. manifested those things, not knowing. But that, also be ready.
2: Be yeah. ready.
3: Be ready when God gives it to you. Most definitely, because girl CEOs, one of
2: the things that we do is we're we want to be successful. We yeah. want to own the time we want to have the freedom but we don't know what the behind the scenes of owning the time having the freedom running the business hiring firing the politics the people we don't know what that looks like so when we get it we're panicking we're like oh my goodness this is
3: this is too much
2: we're like i gotta get i gotta get up and go to work at 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. how can I stay up to mm-hmm. 3 o'clock in the morning yeah. doing this business if I have to go to work? Like the sacrifice.
3: How bad do you want How bad the do, do you sacri- want it? I went years without like, I'm a couponer. You know, I am the queen of, you know, taking a $5 dress and making it, remixing it five different ways. I knew how to do that because I didn't have money. And, you, you know, <laughs> so now even to this day, and you know, Ronnie be getting on me because I coupon and, you know, I'm very funny with my money. And I feel like I wouldn't change a thing because the most important thing that I took away from my 10 years is that. I went so many years without money mm-hmm. that when I got it, I knew exactly what to do, do with, with it. it. You know, so living below my, I, I live way below my means because, a, I have a fear of going back.
2: Yeah, I think everyone who has come from mm-hmm. a certain type of environment mm-hmm. of struggle or lack of resources. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing people ask me, they say, what keeps you going? It's like going back to where I came from.
3: I don't have a choice. I'm not going back. You know what I'm saying? I have to keep moving forward. I'm never going back, you know? So, living below my means and the fact that I could make 30000 an hour and then go do- drive down the street and get some chairs that my neighbor put on the curb and I'm going to take them home and I'm going to spray paint them up, and yeah. fix them up, you know? So, no matter how much money I make... I'm going to always be who I am. Yeah. You know, and that was, you know, God will give you something just to see, you know, what you're going to do with it. Yeah. You know,
2: let's talk a little bit about the evolution Mm -hmm. because working hard to become successful is not easy. Right. But what are some of the things that come with the success that people don't really talk about? Because, I know you get a lot of backlash online. Mm-hmm. Uh, people want to know your personal life. Mm-hmm. I see people questioning you about your past relationship mm-hmm. and you have to kind of put them mm-hmm. uh, on standby with mm-hmm. this is personal. Yeah. How do you handle all of that? What people say, oh, mm-hmm. you're making 30,000 in an hour or mm-hmm. you made 100,000 in a day mm-hmm. and. You come from Detroit, you didn't Mm -hmm. go to college, you're you're a single mom, Mm -hmm. and all of this. Like, what comes with that? And how do you handle all of the pressure that comes with becoming successful? Because Mm -hmm. there is stress and pressure
3: that comes with the backlash that you get once you get to a certain Mm -hmm. space. Yes, that's very true. it goes back to me you know really just being who i am so i'm not the most <laughs> professional you know i'll tell somebody off and tell them a, off in a hot second <laughs> you know that's when all the introvertness <laughs> goes out <laughs> at the window and then that's when the detroit come out you know <laughs> so i mean people do feel connected one thing i'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this um just like Ronnie, I was a teen mom. I had my first child at 16. And i never forget, I didn't want to go to school. My 12th grade year, first day of school, and I'm in the kitchen. I'm crying to so my grandma. Big Mom, I don't want to go to school. They're going to talk about me. And she said, baby, they talked about Jesus. Who do you think you are? Yeah. You know, and even now, people who say crazy things online or, you know, feel like they can talk to me however, like, it comes with the territory. Yeah. If they talked about Jesus... What do I think they're going to do to me?
2: So they better get prepared. <laughs> get prepared. You, you want to be successful. You're telling them they got to get prepared.
3: You got to get... It's going to happen, you yeah. know? And even without... People just like to talk. You know, people who have never walked in your shoes. People who are curious. People who are envious. People who secretly want to be your friend but don't want to look like, you know... <laughs> I can't say the word I want to say. <laughs> you know, it just comes with the territory, territory. But you have to, A, be so confident that whatever they say, it just bounces right off of you and back on them. Like, baby, that's your problem. I read the book, The Four Agreements. That'll really change your mindset when you don't take things personal. So, a lot of times when people, that was one of the agreements, never to take things personal. personal. When people do those type of things, that's. It's all about, That's about them. It
2: has nothing to do with you. It has to
3: nothing it. to do with you. Yeah. You know?
2: Because there are people that sit around and they they spend their time talking about people yeah. or writing blogs about people yeah. that, that are negative. And it's just like, mm. who has time for that? Who
3: has... I, and it's just kind of like, you know, I'm I'm pray for you, you know, I hope it gets better for you, whatever it may be. But, you know, once you understand that they talked about Jesus, you just got to know they're going to talk about you too. So... <laughs> so how do
2: you grow your circle because you're the the brand is taking off the business is taking off mm-hmm. does the hunger to get around women with different values or more wisdom mm-hmm. how do you seek out new women to to
3: learn from how do you find your mentors or every mentor every person that has um that I've connected with that has taken me to the next level, it has all happened naturally and organically, you know, and not to take anything away from anyone, you know, walking up to someone and saying, you know, hey, my name is X, Y, and Z, you know, nice to meet you. Here's my car. But I've never walked up to someone and said, hey, can you be my mentor? Yeah. You know, and I don't, I'm not saying there's something wrong with it, but when someone mentors you, that's a, a connection. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's personal it's personal they they're they taking their time out of their busy schedule to make sure that i meet with you i discuss things with you i connect with you i, I make sure you know i give you sound advice you know but when you're just dming someone they're just going to give you like a overall um <laughs> cut and paste yeah type copy
2: of, and paste ca- response
3: A copy and paste response. You want a real mentor that you can call on in the the middle of the night and ask a question and they're excited to, you know, respond to you. So um, it has all happened naturally and organically for me. Um, One thing that I know, and I can admit this because I'm a very honest person, that me being an introvert, I hold myself back a lot. You know, and people like, like Malik, I could pick up the phone and call Malik and ask her anything, you know. And she's like, I'm like, Malik, you know, I'm such a behind the scenes person, you know. She's like, we have to change that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to get out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I really like being my quiet that, behind guys, the Guys, that was
2: one of the biggest things that I struggled with, <laughs> with, with her, like pushing her mm-hmm. off the limb. It's just. If you haven't seen an episode of, like, not episode, but the movie Color Purple, if I can describe her personality, it's just that moment where the guy told her she was pretty and she just starts, like, hiding her face and, like, you know, smiling like that is Mia all the time. She always said, I act like Seeley. She reminds me of Seeley so much. I just, you know, so you feel like that holds you back.
3: Yeah, my I, and I can, you know, be honest and connect with the other introverts because they think, oh, me a Ray, but I'm me a Ray when I'm on stage and I'm me a Ray when I'm behind my phone, you know, but a magazine will reach out and say, hey, can we do an article on you? And I'll tell my assistant, tell them no, just for the simple fact that I don't want what's going to come with that. I don't I don't want a, I hate to say this, but sometimes I feel like I don't want a lot of people to know my name. Because then once I get out there, it's going to be like, oh, my God, I I have no privacy. You know, it's too late for that. (laughs) It's too late. I knew I had no privacy when I was on a plane and in a club and somebody had took a picture of me and posted it. Like, you know, like how a paparazzi take a picture. And I was like, who took a picture of me in here? Like, why wouldn't you just come over and say hi to me? Like, I felt like oh my god no I just want to curl into a ball and die like I like living a simple
2: life life.
3: so you are
2: a big believer in getting paid to do exactly what you love yes
3: exactly what you you love and nothing less
0: yeah
2: and it's just that simple it's just that simple for me
3: and I don't have to be the loudest person in the room everybody does not have to know my name I feel like I'm very successful at what I do I love what I do every day. No regrets. It wouldn't change a thing. But I know that God has already told me (laughs) what he has for me. So as much—that's our biggest battle. You know, I already know, like, I have to put myself out there. I'm going to have to get out there and do what he's called me to do. But it's a a huge struggle of the fact that I just want to sit in the house with my kids and (laughs) and work.
2: (laughs) So how is dating— being <laughs> how is dating you know because we have a lot of women entrepreneurs that listen to my show, okay, and I know that when you're working, you're creating these products, you're building your brand, yes. you know, how is dating me array?
3: Oh my God, I work a lot, and I get told to put my phone down a lot,
2: <laughs> oh, so there is someone no, me. No. <laughs> no, this was a trick question. <laughs> okay I'm, I'm skipping it go ahead well I had to Wendy Williams her a little bit today guys oh
3: <laughs> it, if someone were to date Mia Ray. now she talks in third party <laughs> um, I'm just someone would have to be very understanding of what it is that I do you do know? you feel like a
2: man will be intimidated
3: not a strong man no Okay. Mm-mm. no not a confident man No. I think if it was a man, he would be very excited. Oh, that was a good one. I like how you put that in there. If it was a man, he would be very excited of what I do. Like, very supportive. Very, like, every time somebody comes up, like, Oh, me and Ray, can I take a picture? Like, a big smile on his face. You know, not every man is insecure. Not every man, you know, is that way. So, definitely a confident man so what does a successful woman like you what is your type oh <laughs> see now she got okay this is Seeley coming out cause now she got me <laughs> blushing my type is a different kind of type I don't, <laughs> I'm from Detroit y'all so it's a little different for me um I just like confidence I like a very you know strong protective man yeah And he does not have to be an entrepreneur at all. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, you got to get Jay-Z and Beyonce power couple. In my mind, you know, a Jay-Z and Beyonce is just like a really, you know, loving understanding. He does not have to be. I really don't even desire an entrepreneur. (laughs) He could be, but he doesn't have to be.
2: Anything else that just... (laughs) Just in case, you know, anyone's listening to this. Girl,
3: hush. No. All
2: right, well, Mia, thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Girls, you all have gotten an inside scoop of the Glamaholic lifestyle today. And uh, I hope you all have enjoyed the time of this this afternoon and once mm-hmm. again you are listening to girl co radio the playground for female entrepreneurs if you are not connected to mia please go get your laugh on pull out your phone go to her instagram mia ray on instagram go support the amazing things that she has going on Thank grab you. a tote bag a wallet a makeup bag. I'm so proud to see African American women just rising up, yeah, jumping on planes, going to China, <laughs> just yeah. being a single mom, yeah. making it cool to just have your bonnet on yeah. and, and you know lay around in your house and be yourself yeah. and run your business yeah. and show your labels hanging down <laughs> <laughs> from the second floor of your home. Yeah. And just everything. Yeah. we're doing just getting paid to be us
3: yeah
2: i personally feel like you are free when people pay you to be you so i love you guys thanks for tuning in mia thanks for sitting with me today
3: i love you (laughs) love you too bye